0: Today on DOOMED! Hello everybody, and welcome to DOOMED! I forgot to plug my mic in, which is why I'm late with this intro. As I was saying, I feel like Is a week where, uh, you know, I could possibly sing, uh, we didn't start the fire, because there's a lot of things to talk about. We got Elon Musk buying Twitter, conservatives overjoyed, (laughs) Donald Trump's not leaving Truth Social. I already messed it up. All right. Well, well, he says so, at least. A lot to talk about. And I didn't even name it all in my terrible... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we didn't start the fire rendition. But joining me to discuss... Well, first, let me pull myself up. Joining me to discuss is the Surfs. Well, Lance from the Surfs. But um, he's not on yet because he will be multi-streaming it. To, well, not multi-streaming it. He will be dual-streaming it because I'm multi-streaming it. I don't know how to explain it. He's dual-streaming it right now to his own youtube streamers so more people will watch let me give him a ring now let's see how this works out we didn't test out any of this at all (laughs) beforehand but it should work i mean it should work it should work i'm calling him he's not picking up (laughs) there we go let's see
1: hello can you hear me
0: Hey, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: First time. That's awesome. That's uh, a big win for socialist audio, in my opinion. Hello. Oh, you can't hear me. All right, hold on. (laughs) Oh wait, can you hear me? Can you? I can't. I I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're, we're fantastic. This is awesome. I mean, I, I was just remarking on like every time I try to connect with somebody and they're lefty, we like have to do this. Hello. Hello. For like 12 minutes. So this is awesome. Oh, we didn't have,
0: well, this time I actually, for my own intro. So this didn't involve you at all for my own intro. First time ever, I forgot to plug my mic in. So I'm, oh. I'm talking, I'm I'm, I'm introducing <laughs> everyone to the show, naming the topics, doing a little <laughs> Billy Joel rendition actually. And no one heard any of it. No one heard any of it.
1: Oh, tragic! I'm sorry, Matt. It's too bad.
0: Well, doomed viewers, Lance from the surfs, the surf viewers. Be- hi, I'm Matt Binder. <laughs>
1: uh, every everyone go to uh, YouTube.com/slash Matt Binder. Do, do you have that as your your URL? I don't want that to That is miss- yes.
0: No, that's right. YouTube.com/slash Matt Binder.
1: There you have it. Hi everyone! Subscribe. So, uh, a- and, and,
0: and I know you—you you don't, you know, you—you're—you're you're big time on Twitch, so you can't do the dual thing on Twitch. But I'm also on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Matt Binder. Uh, I know you got a lot of Twitch uh, viewers, so uh, why not give me a subscribe? Well, subscribe means pay. You don't got to pay me. You don't know me yet. Just follow <laughs> me there. Just follow me there. Just do that. That's free. I, hope,
1: I I hope they know you. I think there's a lot of crossover between our viewers.
0: I hope so. I hope so, but that also means then that a lot of your Twitch followers, if they do know me, have made the decision to specifically not follow me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they don't know who I am. <laughs> uh how's how's life? How's sleuthing? How's oh, uh being the internet detective extraordinaire?
0: I mean, I gotta tell you, it's you know, it's I I I, I live for this. I love it. Like I don't think I, I think a lot of people don't realize when they're calling me uh you know, every name in the book, okay groomer, that I like mm-hmm. like it, it powers me, it invigorates me, it makes me feel so alive. I love it. I'm like doing doing like the Ric Flair strut around the apartment, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I like. I, I I agree with you. I I like uncovering and using the uh the the truth, shall we say, the facts and logic. Um, but uh, this topic seems to piss a lot of people off. This is like this is a hornet's nest. If ever I've met one, in, in, in my uh, uh, well, I mean, i are obviously which, gonna be which, talking. to which, about which is, I
0: guess we're talking about libs of TikTok right now, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I'd say li, libs at TikTok more than anything seems to really infuriate people. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, Elon, Elon. I mean, we can get we'll get to that as well. I think Elon's a little bit more interesting. I think uh, it's it's pulling out some some neat takes, uh, to say the least, that I've seen from uh, the internet so far. Um, but libs specifically, this is uh, this is a hot button issue for for people on all sides. It would seem.
0: Right. I mean, I had uh, Taylor Lorenz on my show, my live stream last week. And I was talking with her about it. I mean, the, 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 the blowback she's received from conservatives over it. I mean, it really is amazing. It, it is something where it's like they want to be able to inflict on others. But the second they get a taste of what that feels like, it's it's the end of the world. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Yeah.
1: One hundred percent. I feel that about uh, basically right wing reactionaries to a lot of things, especially censorship. Like they'll always talk about how there's all this vast censorship on, on tech of the right. And I'm not saying that there isn't censorship in general towards people. Right. But as soon as you have a dissenting opinion, they don't like they're the groups that mass flag me. They're the groups that flag my channels and get my channels taken down. They're the ones that will like fill comments with like hate raids and things like that. Um uh, Snowflakes—that's the word, right? Snowflakes.
0: I mean, absolutely. I think that would describe them qu- quite well. Uh, you know, it's—it's it's not surprising. I've been doing this for a long time now, and have been receiving—you know—I've everything they think they've thrown at me has been thrown at me. I've—I've I've already had the worst. Um, so, I mean,
1: how was the backlash from Taylor? Did that uh, was oh, that yeah, fierce?
0: You know, I think—I um, mean, to her or to me for having her on?
1: Oh, to you. I, I know what she's receiving. I've seen the billboard.
0: Oh, the, I, 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 <laughs> I, I'm, I'm jealous of the billboard. I mean, I, I wish, I wish. Maybe <laughs> is uh, that your
1: bucket list? Is that the highest level of uh, attainment? Uh, that's something
0: uh, I said before that I've experienced it all. Addendum: I have not experienced oh. that, and God, do I wish! Please, please. Stupid. Put me on a billboard in the middle of Times Square. Own me that hard, please. Own me that hard. Put my uh,
1: user handle in there as well. <laughs> yes, please.
0: My face too, if you must. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I should say that you know Tim Pool has once again. You know, he's the one who's responsible for that billboard. For those who don't know, there was a billboard in Times Square today that basically uh, said. Uh, Taylor Lorenz doxed at libs of TikTok. And I can assure you that most people walking by and saw that billboard, their first thought, their first reaction was, oh, look, the M&M store. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> legit would mean nothing to the vast majority of people. I mean, that's something that I've noticed a lot with conservatives. They are so – and Tim not get mad. I lumped them in there with conservatives. Let me put it more broadly then. Reactionaries, reactionaries, they are in a bubble to the point where they don't realize when they're speaking to normal people that they don't like like you can talk to regular average Joes and Janes about this stuff. You just have to change your language and explain in a way that you basically like start from like step one they always start at like step 2,225. Like they're, they're already like throwing the lingo at them, talking about it as if they already know the baseline. And this is not the case. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can't speak for like the vast, like the, the overwhelming left, but the leftists I've seen get that. And when they talk to normal people, they start at that step one and walk them through like, hey, you might not have heard of this. Let me explain it all to you. With reactionaries, they are so in this bubble that they think people get what's going on from the get go, and they just don't. I mean, case in point, nothing, nothing was um more obvious than oh, his last name is give uh, um a mental block right now of his last name, but conceptual James James Lindsay, right? That's his last it's name. A. Lindsay, Lindsay, James Lindsay. And we could well, talk
1: about it's it's spelled Lindsay. I don't know if it's pronounced Lindsay. I haven't I haven't actually heard uh, his pronunciation of it. To be honest, but I I think it's Lindsay. But it could be Lindsay either way.
0: James Lindsay Zay, hey, hey, whatever it may be. <laughs> I tried to say both in one. <laughs> he went on Doctor Phil's show to talk about uh, critical race theory, and mm-hmm. the dude was just throwing off like like uh, uh, like various. CRT intellectuals and they're like, like, like uh, a master's degree college course writing. Like, just like titles and like names of papers. Do you yeah. think? The va- like, I'm not going to say the vast majority, do you think 100% of Dr. Phil's audience, besides the other experts, like the pro-CRT experts Dr. Phil had there as guests, do you think yeah. 100% of Dr. Phil's audience knew one fucking thing this guy was rambling about? <laughs> not a clue. He yeah. looked like well, a raving lunatic.
1: but that's that's what i think he does right he likes to he's unique in that like there's a lot of people like him his contemporaries that don't actually read the source material he does the difference with him is he doesn't understand it but he has the references down and so he likes to do that gish gallop where he'll go on a show and he'll just regurgitate the names of the authors the the titles they've read or sorry the titles they've written but then he'll add his own interpretation of what they've said and it's always just so off base like he's fantastic at that
0: but even aside from that, he's not he's speaking in that bubble. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: that Dr. Phil, like he had a chance to reach a, like the masses. Like he may mm-hmm. claim he's got like more followers on Twitter or whatever, but those are in his bubble. Those are fellow hardcore political conservatives. He had a chance to reach millions of normies, millions of average people who are probably v- pretty apolitical or just not within any political bubble, you know, they might vote Republican, they might vote Democrat, but they're not all that political, most likely for the vast majority of these viewers. He had a chance to reach them. And instead, he he literally sounded like those elite college professors ranting and <laughs> raving about, you know, university level rapport, like, like uh, 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 college reports uh exactly what he warns about i mean that's what he sounded like (laughs) like i couldn't even like i just played it and that's all i could talk about because why even like take what he was saying because no one understood (laughs) no one understood
1: has he um has he called you a groomer yet
0: uh he probably has i I, i've been receiving you know that word i've been called that you know I, i was on the I was on the forefront of being called the groomer. I've been being called the groomer for years before it was cool. Uh, <laughs> You're
1: the OG. I'm the OG. Accuser. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I love it because they they have literally like take strip that word of all meaning.
1: Like I know. Like it's like, horrible. I,
0: like from experience, I can tell you, and I, and I've I've told my my listeners this before. Um, I was disappointed. In previous, you know, sort of uh, cultural anti-LGBT outrages that I saw a few years back where people were were being called groomers, like the earlier ones, like before it became super mainstream for conservatives to do, like there were even some leftists who were afraid of being called that word. Like I saw... People who followed me, like, I'm not going to name names right now, because I want to go back. If I did, I would go back and make sure that I had the right people. But I remember, specifically, a few people who were like, why are you on this, man? You're you're being called, there are, I've seen people call you groomer. It's like, are you literally falling for like, right wing, like, bullshit? And they were just like, I just want to stay out of this. I don't want to be called this. It's like, okay, yeah. have fun. Wait till they come for you next, and then you won't have a choice. Fast forward now, here we are. Literally, they've stripped all meaning of that word. They literally admit that they've stripped all meaning of that word because they've had to say they redefine the word for it to fit. You've seen that little uh image that they've put together, the meme image they put together of like the definition of groomer where it's like any adult who takes political leanings and tries to instill them on children and it's like that's not what grooming is that's not what grooming no, no. is that
1: that yeah. that's but, i like i think that's done with political purpose too right because ultimately if you take something that originally means Trying to coerce a child into a sexual relationship, you strip it of its meaning, you do what you just described, and then it just can mean speaking to children about anything political in a school setting. You get to do that horrifying thing where they dehumanize certain groups, whether it's trans people, gay people, because you're associating them directly with grooming. And when anyone hears that, people who do know what that word means, it's like, oh, that means pedophile or, or pedophilia, and that's the worst thing you could possibly be in society. So now we've associated all of gay people, all of trans people, or just issues surrounding that with this.
0: Right. 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 And, you know, they maybe maybe it works in their benefit two ways. One way is that they get to throw that word at people and they get to for their in their bubble. That's what that word means. But then maybe more mischievously in a second way, uh, being that it appears that uh, whenever there's uh, I would say uh, I'm not going to throw let me not throw out a percentage, but. A lot of times a uh politician ends up uh being outed as a pedophile, uh it turns out to be a Republican. So maybe redefining it works in that way for them too. They they can't be called groomers <laughs> anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you want to start, Matt? We got so much to do here. Yeah, yeah I mean, got.
0: I feel like we are we already started, but let's let's come back to libs of TikTok cuz I feel like we should yeah. talk about the the, uh, I don't know, the elephant in 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 the room or the elephant that's, uh, I don't know, taking billions of dollars in government funding to go to outer space. Uh, that's the elephant we should talk about. And that's uh, Elon Musk. Um, I want to talk about, first of all, how hilarious it seems to be that, you know, we could segue into Elon Musk this way. I want to talk about how hilarious it seems to be. Have you seen online today where conservatives and right wingers seem to be under the belief? that Elon Musk is now the owner of Twitter, like starting
1: today? Oh. oh, the switch, the right-wing switch. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. I saw so many right-wingers suddenly saying, it's pretty unusual that all of a sudden I'm not shadow banned anymore, and I gained a whole bunch of new followers, and I'm noticing people in my timeline I never saw before. I wonder if it has anything to do with a major event. I saw that everywhere. I, I posted a couple of them on Twitter, and I was like – do you realize it, the deal will take months to finalize? He, he doesn't control the company yet. Like, you you weird nerds. What are you saying right now? <laughs> and, and
0: I'm not saying it's going to happen because I can't – I'm yeah. not i am not Nostradamus over here. But there is a possibility that it won't go through. That possibility <laughs> is there. These yep. things do fall apart. Same.
1: Something could happen. I just I, – I, I don't understand where everyone gets the rationale that even if he literally took over the company yesterday – that there was just like a switch that hadn't been flipped like the right wing censoring switch or or I, I, they did it because they were scared he's coming in they're like oh no 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 we have to change everything un, un, Untether them you know
0: i, I will say that there uh, i've seen a few uh people tweet out and and they're using that um that website that uh, social blade that's like legit in tracking like follower counts yeah it is it does seem like over the past 24 hours um, and I've seen proof that a number of larger conservative accounts have suddenly gained thousands of followers, and larger, like l- l- I don't want to say left, like left left leaning, left leaning accounts, but like liberal accounts, liberal yeah.
1: liberal accounts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've seen to have case?
1: the the Brooklyn dad says he lost four thousand. Mark yeah. Hamill said he lost eight thousand. Yeah. I'm not I'm not disputing that may have what, happened. What my I, my I
0: assumption, just... what my assumption is, about any conspiracy theories, is that on the news of Elon Musk buying the company yesterday. I'm sure a bunch of random liberals or left-leaning people deleted their account or temporarily like deactivated their account. And on the flip side, I know Tucker Carlson did this to pretend that Elon Musk brought him back. A bunch of conservatives that were suspended from Twitter under the um, policy that you need to delete a specific tweet that broke our rules and you could come back. And they refused to delete that tweet previously. A bunch of conservatives either reactivated their account, or in Tucker Carlson's case, decided that was going to be the day that they deleted the terms breaking tweet, which would then reactivate their account, and that's
1: what happened. Did Tucker. Babylon Carl- B do that. What happened? Did Babylon B do that, or the guy well, who runs Babylon B? Because I- he was one of the ones who was like willing to die on the hill of the worst joke ever. Right, they just intentionally misgendered someone, and they were like, "This is the blank of the year," and they were willing to die on that joke because they're like, "This is freedom of speech; right. we have to protect the sanctity of being able to say this."
0: Right, I'm, so, I'm not sure if the, I, I haven't seen the Babylon B account back, but the CEO has been back. The guy who owns it has been back, so he he might have done that. Um, but he did that prior to yesterday. Um, but Tucker Carlson last night, right before his show, he just tweeted out, "I'm back." His first tweet in over a month, and suspiciously, his. Tweet dead naming a trans person was missing from his uh, account after mm-hmm. him refusing to delete it, and you know they he he did it under to, to make his audience think that Elon Musk had something to do with bringing his account back. You know they they love to uh, misrepresent things to their followers, and their followers I mean, you just
1: love said- to eat it up. It makes it sound like they love magic <laughs> the whole thing sounds really magical, right? It's like all of a sudden, oh, yes, uh, the Elon could take the company over. Suddenly, it's just bliss. And right. what you just mentioned, by the way, that's not as bad as the people who have just been flash-tweeting all the bigotry they can think of as if suddenly they're in the clear like none of this is ever going to get me in trouble anymore so here we go here's uh, misgendering the n-word everything else is like boom 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 boom
0: <laughs> right right yeah it's uh, the one i saw this morning because it was trending for a little bit at least in the trends for you section so maybe it was in my you know my specific uh, bubble on twitter but um ivermectin was trending and when i clicked i thought maybe oh. there was a new ivermectin report I, yet another one debunking the fact that it's a covid uh you know miracle drug which it's not mm-hmm. um and no it was a bunch of conservatives going we can now tweet ivermectin can save you if you have covid and it's like uh have fun doing that because you can still get banned for doing
1: that <laughs> yep nothing's changed right <laughs> i feel and like I, this is an old
0: and I do want I do want to say this, like uh, you know, I've been uh, I, I've not really tweeted about Elon Musk buying Twitter because I don't really it doesn't matter to me yet. It doesn't matter to me at all. I'm not I'm not my take on Elon Musk buying Twitter is that okay? What's the worst that can happen? He kills the website that he paid tons of money for, or will be paying tons of money for. Like to me, the worst case example that can happen to Twitter isn't like whatever people are worrying about censorship or terrible people coming back. I mean, when Fox News bought MySpace, they didn't. When I should say Fox, like the Rube Murdoch, uh, you know, uh, Fox, uh, you know, the, the larger yeah, corporation, cool. bought MySpace back in the day. They didn't kill it because they made it ideological. They didn't kill it because they like did everything possible to, like, make right-wingers happy on it or whatever. They killed it because they didn't get the social media business. They made bad business decisions and destroyed MySpace that way. That, to me, is what would—that would be what Musk could do to kill Twitter. He cannot understand the platform, which, judging by his own tweets and words when he goes on stage at, like, TED Talks and stuff, he very much does not understand the platform. Um, Mm -hmm. So he can— drive away business and kill the company that way. And and that's how Twitter dies. Honestly, I'm not really worried about any sort of policy changes or censorship or whatever, because at the end of the day, it's going to be business. He has uh, gone into business here with other benefactors. It's not all his money. He's borrowing a lot of money here. Um, And on top of that, uh, his riches are already on shaky ground built upon his hyping of Tesla, uh, you know, Tesla stock is and all that, you know, it's basically built upon this hype man. Like that's who he is. He's not some genius. He's not some like, uh, you know, free speech warrior. He's just a hype man. That's all he's good at. And, and he, honestly not even good at that. He just has lots of money. So people buy into his hype. Um, so that's what he's done and that's what he's basically doing uh hy- hyping people up for this fake version of Twitter but at the end of the day if whatever he does drives business away he will revert or change back he's like he's beholden to business and if he wants to bring back a bunch of uh you know Ku Klux Klan members and people who tweet the n-word 24/7 and that fills up Twitter he could have fun running uh out of advertisers who want to advertise on his platform. I don't think it'll get to that point because again, uh he doesn't want that to happen.
1: It sounds like you want him to tank Twitter.
0: I mean, it would be very funny. <laughs> I I I would not I would not lose anything. I mean he has everything well, you to could lose. lose like
1: 6000 followers I if would, you if you take a monetary value of that that's actually very very valuable I, I, Twitter uh, Twitter Chris is lost. probably
0: my main social media platform but you know at the end of the day, uh, when that's happening, I could easily tell people to uh, go follow me somewhere else and my most active followers will listen. And anyone I lose probably wasn't really interacting with me and sharing my shit anyway. Um, so, you know, I, I lose 60,000 followers. Elon Musk loses billions. I'll, I'll take those odds. I'll take that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think also, too, it fundamentally doesn't change the discussion about free speech, Because, I mean, if it's one benevolent uh, billionaire who owns it, if it's publicly owned by a handful of Saudi billionaires at the end of the day, I don't think it changes our ability to actually have any input when it comes to whether or not we can change discourse on the platform. We have zero control and I don't think we ever will. Right. It's not a publicly controlled entity. It's not going to change into one. I know Musk has said that he's, he's planning on making the algorithm tr- more transparent, uh, whatever that means. Uh, they, I, like he, To your detriment, if you want to sell out, uh, you know, millions of dollars of R&D into an algorithm that they developed and make that public. I Not that I would be against it if he did that, but I just don't see him making a uh, decision like that that doesn't benefit the company and And can really risk it, Uh, and ultimately, yeah. Every one of these corporations, every one of these social medias, at the end of the day, when people use them as the the grounds to talk about free speech, it 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 really um, confuses me. Especially if you're a leftist, because ultimately, you don't have free speech in a corporate environment it's a small board of ceos it's uh their fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders and that's what they care about they're going to go along with what is going to be the most profitable to the company what's going to make them the most ad friendly all that kind of stuff rather than what is supposed to be in the quote public interest or stuff like that
0: right yeah i mean it's yeah i mean also it's not like twitter's policies were super, like, stringent and and strictly followed to begin with. I see people uh, dead-naming trans people on Twitter all the time, big accounts doing it quite purposefully, and Twitter has a specific policy that says you can't do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, if they got rid of that policy with Elon Musk, uh, there'd probably be an uptick. Uh, But it's not like it would disappear altogether. Uh, You know, uh, it would still happen just like it happens now. Uh, You know, there's... uh, a number of things that I uh, that are in Twitter's policies that just they just don't act on now. So I mean, just removing them from the policies. I mean, if policies aren't enacted on them, what good are, them any, are they anyway? You know, I, I think libs who are freaking out over this end up sounding like the you know the conservatives who cried about going to uh, parlor getter, truth social. I mean, you, just, you don't, don't like you sound lame like them, like just. They ran away from Twitter because Daddy Trump got banned, and they tried to make three different platforms happen, and neither of them have happened. I mean, just, yeah. you know, it is what Par- it is.
1: Well, I was, I was trying to say, I was like, Parler is usable, but it's just a Twitter clone that's worse in every way. Gab is just Nazis. Like, anytime I've taken a look oh, at I forgot Telegram. About Gab. I Telegram forgot about is Gab. fully functional yeah
0: (laughs) well telegram telegram is like a completely different platform and if there's any platform for conservatives to um go to i think telegram is the perfect one that's why i don't mind all the the right wingers going there because it's literally like a walled garden it's like the apple app store of social media uh apps like you have to join a specific group and you only speak to people in that group um Normal but don't people? you think
1: the appeal of Twitter is the fact that we all interact with each other? Is the fact that like you will clash heads with a whole bunch of conservatives and vice versa, and liberals, and and, and oh. like even lefties. Lefties will lobster each other all the time too, of right? Course. Like that's and, and that's part of the reason we all are so addicted to it and log in because it's like oh well, how could they say that? It's my turn now and and vice versa. Right. There's a reason why
0: Twitter is is the social media app that literally makes news all the time. Like, you don't hear ever, like, a reporter posted the news, broke the news on Facebook. You never do. Never. Yeah. Uh, because Twitter is built that way. Like you said, you can easily, you're t- you could have five followers and your tweet is viewable to everyone on the platform. They just need to find it. And if someone with a million followers finds it and they retweet it you are now in front of millions of people just like that. There's no other social media platform that does that. So, you know, that does make Twitter quite powerful, and that's probably a reason why Elon Musk wants it. Um, But at the same time, at the end of the day, uh, there'll be another social media app that takes over if Twitter fails. Like, Parler, Getter, Gab, Truth Social, they haven't succeeded because, A, they're all horrible platforms, but also, B... Twitter's still there, and it's servicing the vast majority of people. If Twitter was to fail, then there would be an actual opening, but that hasn't happened yet. So why, you know, why would any of these platforms take off, where again, ninety nine percent of people who want to use Twitter can use it?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, curious, you know, Facebook. You these, about the...
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No. OK, I was going to say, I'm just wondering what you think about the echo chamber effect of that, though, because you're like, I like Telegram because they can kind of just be in their own little bubble. And if they want to be transphobic or whatever, uh, you know, hate filled, all that stuff, it's just going to it's going to resonate within that one little vacuum. Right. But in the case of Twitter, everyone interacts with everyone else. There is no outside of blocking and meeting people. There is no this is this one area. This is that one area. And And do you not see or think there's a benefit to that? Or do you think it's better off if people just form social media bubbles in the other way?
0: Well, you know, I think when it comes to Telegram, if you're going to a specific Telegram channel, you're already probably pretty far gone. Um, being, <laughs> being, you know, being, uh, you know, if, if you're if you're joining the uh, Trump JFK Junior 2024 Telegram group, I don't think we're reaching you. Um, you know, we're not gonna we're, <laughs> not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to get you off that ledge. Let's put it that way. Uh, so, you know, if they're just in there talking amongst the, like things that that are posted in a telegram channel don't doesn't they don't leave that telegram channel like yeah someone could screenshot it and share it off platform but it's not shareable in the same way a, a twitter uh you know a tweet is via a retweet or a quote tweet even facebook has shares um you know on 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 youtube you can uh, your channel can share other people's videos and like the community tab mm-hmm. um you know there's various ways to share other people's stuff uh, on various you know various different uh, methods, but on telegram you're basically just talking to other people who are already uh, just as insane as you are, so you know we we've already lost those people and and that there's a point and to someone who who you know is deep into conspiracy theories uh you know I, over the years you come to realize that there is just a swath of people that you're not going to reach um and that you just you're gonna waste time trying to reach them just unfortunately uh and it sucks but in terms of you know if you're you're, if they're your family members you're not gonna write them off but in terms of like professionally trying to like convince them otherwise you just gonna write them off um you know there's again half the country usually uh, again it was a bit different in 2020 it was like 66 percent of the country voted but half the country usually doesn't vote uh which means there's half the country who are not uh who who aren't uh super into Trump nor whoever the Democrats put forward um that's who if you're someone who wants to reach out to people and uh try to uh uh you know show them you know factual information to push them towards the left or debunk lies on the right th- that's your audience right there half the country
1: I still I still think there's a value to having a digital public forum in some form though I don't know what if it has to be like a Twitter where there's all these incredible hierarchies and I'm I'm like I'm someone with that so are you right like anyone who's got like over 5,000 followers has a lot more like social media power than someone else so I, I'd be open to the argument that that makes it very unjust but still there should be some way like the one thing I liked about Twitter in its early days was it was a way for like the unwashed masses to finally try and punch up at the Jeff Bezos's or, or the Elon Musk's right and maybe that's one of the reasons he never liked it but like right. it would give you that chance to just be like blah blah Blah. And then all of a sudden they may see it or they may respond or they'll never see it because it's in a sea of a thousand people saying blah, blah, blah. But I still – that was the one aspect about it I really enjoyed when it first came out.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I think Elon Musk, if he – again, if he ends up uh, buying the company and controlling it in six months, uh, if everything goes through, it, I think he has good reason to let that continue. Um, mm-hmm. He would lose that free speech mantra that he's going by. Um, He would definitely lose a large percentage of the Twitter user base, and then business will will not be booming anymore. Like again, that's all that matters the uh, how how much money Twitter ends up making, and he's his purchase price is already greatly overvaluing the company. Um, Twitter does not make that much money comparatively to like Facebook and Google. Um, you know, they just don't. It's never been a major. Money maker for the pla- for the the influence and size of the platform. Well, it's
1: has been speculation, hasn't it been? As, as in, like it's it, the the share value is inflated to the point where people see value in having 200 regular users, or sorry, 200 million regular users has inherent value in, in yeah. that in that But the company itself through ad revenue doesn't make it. I, I I'm I'm assuming compared to like the same situation worked out with YouTube, where the cost of hosting everything for the YouTube uh, streaming platform was so much more expensive uh, than its ability to produce money through advertising but right. it, it I has mean, a I, mean, value.
0: I mean let's put it this way for as you know important in the space we're talking about that how it's tw- like we're, we're really building up Twitter to be important in this space for as important as it is it's the only one of its size that Elon Musk could have uh, got the money together to buy he could have mm-hmm. never bought out Facebook never bought out Google YouTube even TikTok, because ByteDance ain't selling, TikTok is incredibly valuable to them. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if they're not already making more money than uh, Twitter, I would not surprise me if they start making more money than Twitter very soon. There's a clear monetization uh, line there for TikTok that was mm-hmm. never that obvious for Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's it was the only one available for him to buy. Uh, I'm not saying he, he doesn't want Twitter specifically, but... If he did want another one, he couldn't afford it.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I I agree with you, uh, especially in the part where you were mentioning about different people freaking out about this. I think the same thing is true in the opposite direction. I don't know how much tea you like to spill on your shows, so um, if I'm getting to if I'm name dropping too much, just be like, oh, well, we, we're not going to address that. But in a figure like. Glenn Greenwald, for example, Uh, I noticed Glenn Greenwald is is somewhat jubilant about what is happening right now and the current takeover. In my opinion, uh, he has been someone who's been very adamant about the free speech aspect while simultaneously at the same time uh, being more concerned about the team sports element where it's we've got elon musk he's coming in here uh and look at how all the libs are freaking out about it for reasons right and he'll go list those but ultimately he's very excited at the possibility that this person is going to make this more free speech that they're going to uh, either allow big names to return or change the dialogue so that we're no longer so concerned with these issues of say gender and race and things like that right that's kind of been the focus and to me it kind of just it. It feels again like just ultimately this isn't, or it's never been about free speech. That's never been the issue. It's it's about right. which benevolent billionaire is going to play better with my team, or, or better right. with the people that I consider yeah. to be Elon
0: himself. Musk. We've we've seen what he does. He he uh, Tesla fired a uh, a um, employee who was posting videos of their own personal Tesla and the errors they they experienced while trying to use the like the computer system on it. Um, there have been, um, you know, uh, uh, black employees of Tesla who've come out and said they've experienced, you know, institutionalized racism throughout the company. Hardcore um, racism. Yeah. Hardcore
1: racism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like putting I mean, them into their own sections and saying that that was like the, the cotton fields, them being called the N word and stuff like that. Like old timey racism, the kind of stuff you'd expect to hear from like the 1950s or something like that.
0: Right. I mean, he's, he's not. That I mean, and he's previously this is a couple going back a couple of years back, but he was previously upset about some reporting on him. I don't remember which, there's been so many, but um, he was upset and he he thought about creating his own media outlet that investigated the people investigating him. Real free oh. speech, right there. I mean, yeah, lovely. Yeah. He, he, even, he even floated the idea of calling it Pravda. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so I mean, you. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh I pointed that yeah, I I pointed that out when it happened, yes. Uh uh I mean, but I guess real in line for a guy who uh called a, a diving expert who uh shit on his terrible uh you know, idea to save those uh that that soccer team in Thailand uh a couple of years back when he just called that diving expert a pedophile just because he was mad that the guy criticized his ridiculous well, submarine excuse- idea.
1: On Matt, Matt, he called him Pedo guy. That's that's Pedo guy. Oh, I'm sorry, Pedo <laughs> guy. Right, right,
0: right. I guess I guess Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk's own version of okay groomer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I again, I think worst case scenario is he kills Twitter the business, and then Twitter dies that way. I mean, that's that's. I mean, policy wise, I mean. Free it'll probably revert if, if he does make any changes, it'll probably look much like Facebook or YouTube's policies, like any specific Twitter policy where they were a little bit more, um, you know, on, on, on the ball with again, dead naming trans people. Um, Twitter was a little bit more stringent when it came to their like misinformation policies. Um, you know, that stuff might go, but again, we're talking about, reverting to, like, similar policies that you have on Facebook or TikTok or YouTube even. I mean, I think that's...
1: Weird shout out. TikTok, of all the platforms I've experienced, has been the most diligent with addressing things like uh, hate speech directed... To trans people, like entire accounts not even allowed to, to come onto the platform because they happen to be groipers or like crowder or things like that. Like, I and I don't know why that is because I'm not saying that in any way a Chinese corporation uh, is going to be inherently uh, more pro LGBTQ, but that's kind of been my anecdotal um, I, uh, experience on, on TikTok.
0: I have not seen that. I mean, I'm sure perhaps they're they're good in certain aspects, but. To me, the most uh, obvious way that they're not good at that is that um there's a huge hate account that uses their trademarked brand name and they can easily shut that shit down and
1: they, they haven't. They they could easily go Oh, you mean the libs of TikTok? How libs, would but it wouldn't the but the logo of libs of TikTok, I think that falls square under parody law. They've trademarked
0: they have trademarked the name Libs of TikTok.
1: With the word TikTok in it?
0: Yes. Yes. The Babylon B Media Group has four Raya, uh, excuse me, Ahaya Rychik. They have trademarked the name Libs of TikTok as a media organization. Really? Any, bra- any, any brand, any brand would immediately jump on that and get them get that name thrown you can't oh, do that much. you can't do that
1: no no no, no, no. if it, but like if it was like libs of huawei or another chinese cor- corporation right does is it something to do with american and, and uh, chinese copyright laws like no. is there a reason no, that t- was, tiktok's
0: oh. tiktok's an american based uh outfit i mean they have a parent company ByteDance, dance that's in uh but tiktok's headquarters are in america they are an American-facing mm. platform. The TikTok in China is not the same TikTok. It's a completely different platform. Um, oh. And, I mean, that's why you don't come across any Chinese users on TikTok. It's like they, they basically have a clone platform in China that's basically the same thing but just completely separated. Um, so they're obviously
1: aware of it because of how newsworthy this they, is. They're they, just they doing are, to it. Uh,
0: Last week when I spoke with Taylor Lorenz, she confirmed that they are aware of it. And they are sort of straddling what to do based on the fact that, you know, they don't want some sort of right wing outrage campaign, I guess, against them. But to that, I say you already got a right wing outrage campaign targeting uh, really the heart and soul of your platform. I mean, it's I mean, you go on TikTok, the LGBTQ community is the heart and soul of TikTok. Um, I mean, you're you're not going to find it's like what Tumblr used to be except video form uh, in terms of how, you know, how strong that community is on that platform. You won't find anything similar anywhere else. And, you know, if they, if they cared about their user base, if, uh, you think, I mean, in my opinion, they would, at the very least, make sure this, uh, this media outfit that's now trademark attempting to trademark the name just couldn't use the word TikTok anymore. And I think, honestly, um, that name, Libs of TikTok, has been incredibly powerful and important to the account getting as big as it did. Like if it was just like libs gone wild on social media or something like that, it just doesn't mean it just doesn't it doesn't hit as much. You know, it's that, it's that punch of like conservatives already hate TikTok. They they mm-hmm. know it has a user base that uh, that that's very young, very yep. progressive. Even though it's, it may not be political, but they lean progressive um large lgbtq user base they know what's going on there and how they can target it and it's already hated cuz of the connections towards uh, with china on the right um mm-hmm. so libs of tiktok what a what a great name to rile them up it just has a punch there that like if it was just like you know uh them crazy libs just wouldn't just wouldn't there's 100 million accounts like that there's cringe accounts that yeah. have been going after Liberals and, and and social justice warriors for, for... SJW
1: cringe compilations and stuff yeah. like that.
0: And they never went at, got as big as this account. And the account's not doing, uh, you know, all that much different. Um, although I will say those cringe accounts usually stick to the uh, mocking and trolling aspect, whereas libs of TikTok is taking a more direct. This is very serious activism. Go after these people approach. Um, yep. So that that's one difference. But I also think the name of the thing is a major difference here. I really do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Uh, you just had a write-up in Medium about them and the latest discovery, I think, about... Mashable.
0: Mashable.
1: Mashable, sorry. Yep, no apologies. Uh, no. And how they had fallen for an r slash drama uh, scam right. trying right. to fool people into thinking this was part of a school curriculum. Right. Uh, is is that one still up or is that one been taken down because in They're, the mash I didn't know if it was a screenshot or if they'd actually used the actual Twitter account right
0: I, I have both in there just just in case um you know uh they have kept it up so far in fact hours after my report published the daily caller published a report on libs of tiktok's tweet reporting it as if it was true without even acknowledging my debunk that was published hours earlier Wow, um, easy I mean, oh, it, I, I have, for people who don't know, basically, uh, yesterday, Libs of TikTok sent, um, her followers after an entire Austin, Texas school district online. Uh, they represent, I believe it was 125, excuse me, 125 schools in the Austin, Texas area. And the reason they did so is because they were, excuse me, they were sent, they threw the word allegedly in there, and that's probably why they've kept the tweet up, because they probably think that legally covers them. Um, and it probably does to some extent. I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, that is a word that gives you some leeway. Um, they wrote that allegedly parents were sent home a flyer explaining that it's culture month in the uh, this Austin, Texas school district and that this week your students will be learning about subcultures everything from goths to furries and they were sent home worksheets about create your own persona your own furry pers- personality and also a furry word search and so libs of Twi- tiktok tweeted this stuff out did no due diligence whatsoever to do any basic legwork to confirm Uh, What this is, again, a million followers on Twitter now being funded by a conservative media outlet as announced by the conservative media outlet, the CEO of Babylon Bee, Um, and just posted this out. And so I did a little bit of digging. I called the school district. Uh, They said this is not part of their curriculum. They've actually sent an invest after seeing the hundreds of and, and quite frankly, thousands I saw. Of uh, hate messages sent at them, you know, uh, uh, accusing the district of child abuse, calling them groomers and pedophiles um they could not find any of this material in the curriculum it was they went so far to make sure it wasn't being taught in any like emotional support uh you know teacher like uh, you know t- teachers who you know focus on like emotional support and like things like that you know counselors it wasn't being used at all in the district they cannot find any trace of it not in the curriculum no one used it and so I did a little digging and I found that there is a forum that basically is an offshoot of the old uh R drama subreddit. Uh, basically the uh, the R drama subreddit was uh, shut down because they were, you know, causing a little bit of mayhem on Reddit and so Reddit uh, you know basically froze the uh, the group. And so they created an offshoot website called rdrama.net. And weeks before libs of TikTok tweeted these uh, fake documents about furries being taught to second graders in this school district. Weeks before that, the this uh, this forum that's basically full of like trolls uh, were basically having like a victory party over posting th- this this material on Reddit and fooling some people. And so they basically admitted in this post. Weeks before, again, I want to stress that this was already, like, out there, that this was a bullshit troll job. Um, they were admitting that they created this campaign about furries being taught to second graders in this Austin, Texas school district. And, I mean, couldn't be more clearly fake than that. And so, you know, it, it the, the report went viral. And... Uh, basically what right wingers are going at now uh Cassandra Fairbanks right before we went live uh, i believe she now goes by her 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 uh her her married name Cassandra McDonald uh her defense of libs of tiktok was um i wouldn't be surprised if these groomer defenders are purposely leaking fake shit so they can attack libs of tiktok because she's so effective to which i replied Uh, I don't know if libs of TikTok will fall for anything is a good defense, but go ahead with it. And then she (laughs) came back at me with, it was plausible because you people are so damn degenerate. I've seen worse that was real. And so Mm. I replied to that. uh, Yes, we were wrong, but uh, that makes us right. I mean, that's that's the (laughs) argument. That's the argument. I mean, they're falling over themselves over this.
1: Uh, that's wild i don't think people realize sometimes how so many of these things start out on the internet like i don't know if you know this but the kink at pride it's a it's a you know a, a yearly debate it happens whether or not there's a concerned like a you know plot on 4chan but there was a, a 4chan plot from a couple of years ago in which they specifically took pictures not from kink uh sorry not from pride uh from a completely separate event that takes place which is supposed to be 18 plus adults only but it's usually centered around uh you know kink and, and that kind of uh, Uh, you know gear and all that kind of stuff and showed kids holding hands with uh grown men in dog gimp suits and things like that and the whole thing obviously is very visually visually alarming when you first see it and on 4chan they posted that and said everyone start spreading all over social media, that this is happening at Pride, it's endangering children, use terms like, how could you let this happen, and all this kind of stuff. And sure enough, that going out there was enough for it to suddenly spiral into becoming full-blown discourse. And the whole thing, like from inception uh, all the way to delivery, had its origins on 4chan. It was all part of an online plot that worked out. And it sounds like this is one of those similar things where if someone, like a Libs a TikTok account, is unaccountable because they, they really are. It's just one person running a, a Twitter account that's now amplified by uh, the biggest name in news on Tucker Carlson. And now you're saying it has the financial backing of the Babylon Bee. Uh, if they're unable to do a modicum of research, they see a story or they see a link to something uh, right away. It's like, oh, uh, the, I associate this with the most horrible things on the planet. Here we go. This is blah, blah, blah. And then boom, it's out there and the school district's getting harassed and there's there's no accountability. You right. know? It's funny. Which,
0: it, what really wraps this all up in a nice little bow here Is that they attacked Taylor Lorenz for doing the most basic due diligence as a reporter. Getting all this information, Mm -hmm. having this information in front of you, and doing everything in your power to just confirm the information is accurate. What Lorenz did that bothered them so much is she went to an address connected to Rychik, the libs of TikTok account owner. And she's knocked on the door simply to say, hey are you the right higher right chick the one who runs the libs of TikTok account that's all Taylor Lorenz mm-hmm. wanted to do that's all she wanted uh, funny enough the person who uh, answered the door didn't give her any information and then Glenn Greenwald went ahead and confirmed it for her the following <laughs> night which I fucking love I love it so much because it bothers him so much it bothers his, his, his before we get into Glenn let me, let me wrap that up so they're pissed at her yeah. For doing the basic due diligence needed, which, if libs of TikTok did the equivalent of, would not have, A, reported, completely fabricated bullshit made up by trolls as accurate and factual, and then B, wouldn't have sent her followers after, basically on a witch hunt, attacking this school district who literally did nothing. And I spoke to the school district and they said, you know, it it upended the daily functions that we, we did, that we do yesterday, that we had to revert time and, and resources to looking into this and investigating what's going on here. Why are we getting all these hate messages? Why are we, you know, and then once they found out, well, I mean, we need to now investigate whether a teacher is doing this. And in fact, the teacher was not. Um, so, I mean... They can hate Taylor Lorenz for doing the job. They don't do all they want. Yeah. But back yeah. to Glenn Greenwald, it is, it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and every time he tries to complain about it, he just implicates himself more. Oh, you know, Haya uh, uh, right chick. She messaged me and told me this is what they were doing. And then she came back to me and said, I want you to tweet about it again. At this point, what Taylor Lorenz told me at this point, she had no confirmation. She went to the house, didn't get any information she was trying to get to confirm it 100%. So, you know, she she did not have it 100% confirmed yet, um, which wouldn't have made her report as strong as it ended up being. And then uh, Glenn Greenwald just tweets it out, says that Taylor did indeed go to Libs of TikTok's house. And Greenwald can say all he wants that, you know, Libs of TikTok told me to say it. I mean, this is... A guy who has been a investigative journalist for over a decade now has handled some of the most uh, high profile of stories for a second. He didn't think saying to her, hey, listen, I know you don't know too much. You know, you're you're new to this whole sphere of how journalism works. But mm-hmm. let's think this through. Maybe we shouldn't confirm for Taylor Lorenz that you actually live there by saying, "Hey, she actually went to my house—the lives of TikTok's house." He didn't do any of that. He just he just offered up her her information as a confirmation. It was, you know, I I, I mean, he can pretend all he wants that it's just people trying to own him. But I was not speaking to Taylor Lorenz when I saw his tweet that night when he confirmed it. I saw his tweet come go out literally minutes after he tweeted it. And I who someone who was following the story because I was also working on something but just didn't have that final confirmation that again, Taylor's most basic journalistic instincts drove like if she didn't knock on the door, there would be no Greenwald confirming it and there would be no strong reporting. So like kudos for to Taylor Lorenz for getting it done. Um, she needed to, to hit the ground and do that. Otherwise I'm sure there were other journalists who were looking into it too, who just didn't have that final piece that only Taylor was able to get. Um, but you know, I was following it. I was working on something and I saw Glenn Greenwald tweet that out and I said, holy shit. And I immediately went to the libs of TikTok account cause I assumed, all right, he has to have been just sharing something That she already tweeted out on her own. And then, you know, once he... If she did that, then whatever. It's not Greenwald's fault. But she didn't. And then I immediately checked, all right, maybe some other, like, hardcore right-winger that, like, libs of TikTok could be connected to. Maybe they tweeted out. And Greenwald is, again, just giving secondhand information based on what they already shared. Couldn't find a thing. After looking and searching, and Greenwald confirmed it now, too... He was the first person to do that. Which means, A, not only did he uh, confirm uh, the information needed to, uh, you know, out her as the person behind the Libs of TikTok account. He also confirms that he had a direct line to this account. Like, he's directly chilling with this account in the DMs or something or has her phone number or whatever it is. I think he, you know, I think he said it was over DMs to be accurate here. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I don't usually interact with, um, you know, anti LGBTQ hate accounts as if we're buddy, buddy, but maybe some people
1: are, are, are different. Differently inclined. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know if you saw today cause he went off on another tangent on Twitter saying, uh, once he saw the, the billboard that Tim Poole had put up about how Taylor Durant is trying to play the victim card. when so she's So fucking
0: really jealous. Oh my God, the please
1: but like what really bugs me about his angle on the story is that he keeps saying that like what's wrong here is that a tailor uh, is specifically going after uh, sorry after an anonymous citizen and if we are at an age where journalists uh, that work for the biggest corporate institutions the washington post owned by the the jeff bezos and he always mentions jeff bezos wapo in the same sentence right these horrible uh, corporate oligarchs uh, if they're capable of doing this and outing individuals who are simply trying to bring information to the public arena the public domain about culture war issues that no one else has the courage to talk about this is very dangerous and the other day i don't know if you saw this he posted an article by Vanity Fair about Peter Thiel and what is coined the new right. And the article just goes into a lot of detail. Uh, it's a fluff piece. It's a fluff piece for every single person who is a part. Uh, like, they all agree to interviews. The whole thing is, is is very, very charitable to them. And he posted about it saying, finally, an article discussing uh, the right uh, that doesn't, like, try to to say I'm on the good side or isn't, isn't biased. Here's a great example. Jeffrey Bezos retweeted him the Jeffrey Bezos retweeted Glenn Greenwald. And then all of a sudden was like, uh, you're right. Great article. No cartoon characters. Thanks for the information and reconnaissance. And and then Glenn responds with like, the great thing about this article is how it doesn't have biases or something like that. And I was like, this is like the institution and the dude you have been saying is the reason why it's like it. this whole thing was beyond the pale, that it's not newsworthy. And to me, It couldn't be more newsworthy. Like when I think about it, uh, not only is this private account that has gotten multiple teachers fired, falsified uh, that they are groomers or pedophiles, uh, in some instances, doxed them and their phone numbers, was colluding with the press secretary, Ron DeSantis, to actually impact policy and has gone on the largest news program, a.k.a. Tucker Carlson's news show, multiple times. How is this not news? How is this not newsworthy to you on any level? Like, Like, at what point do you draw the line here and realize the unbearing hypocrisy of your statement? The account is
0: being constantly cited by various large conservative media outlets. Like you mentioned, there was a connection to—I mean, the account had, by their own admission, a direct line to the Texas attorney general. They've previously tweeted that out. And then on top of that, you have Ron DeSantis' press secretary constantly interacting with the account. I mean— it's no coincidence, in my opinion, that the two states to all of a sudden be gung ho about pushing all this anti LGBTQ legislation are also two of the states that seem to be that uh, have administrations that are most closely tied with this account. Like it, it couldn't be any more clear that this account is influencing what in informa- the culture war, yes, yes, and I mean, and that's what
1: they always it, brag about, too. They amid, always say that like, it's, amid, it's just shaping the culture war, right?
0: Know? And you know, the, the account had something like 600 or 700,000 followers when Taylor Lorenz uh, published her report. That's a lot of followers. I would say anyone who has that many followers ha- ha- is just by that, you know, it is automatically in the public sphere. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, come on now. Um, and then on top of that, you know, now it has like a million followers. Um, I mean, I, one thing they like to do—I've uh, been seeing that today—is like uh, they're they're thanking Taylor Lorenz for the attention that that pushed them over the line to get those million followers. And to that, I say—and I said this on last week's show too. Number one, the account was going to get that many followers anyway. I mean, it was the, the right is in love with this account, so it's going to continue growing. No, who cares if it happened a little bit faster? Um, The real implication here, the real importance of Taylor Renz's reporting and knowing who's behind that account is there is an extremely obvious and distinct change in what and how that account is tweeting now. Um, Just look at the tweets from before the Washington Post report and look at the ones after. First of all, uh, half the tweets, not even, I would say even more, it's like 75% of the tweets have been Self-referential now about libs of TikTok itself and Taylor Lorenz outing it, so you already have the account no longer spending as much time going after innocent parties on uh, you know LGBTQ youth, which they've gone after, uh, teachers who dare to teach about uh, you know LGBTQ issues in school. Um, so you already have them ignoring some of that, which is already a win. And number two, they are being very very careful about what they tweet. They used to send out multiple videos per day just you know, whoosh, whoosh, not even thinking about what they were doing. Now they're being more caref- careful. Hey, the uh, the one I wrote a report about uh that was posted yesterday. She had to write, she took the time to write, I was uh, sent this alleged information or whatever her exact ro- re- wording was, but it was allegedly no longer like the Austin uh, District Council are a bunch of groomers, like they would have said previously. <laughs> I mean, yep. pre- they, oh, no have a, they have a deleted tweet, the Trevor Project, literally an organization that runs a suicide prevention hotline for LGBTQ youth. I discovered a deleted tweet from the Libs of TikTok account where they quote tweeted the Trevor Project and said, The Trevor Project is a grooming organization. You can bet your ass that they will never be tweeting anything that declarative again.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, it's, It's a brand now. Right, it's it's a full fledged operation. There's there's uh there's no more uh, mistakes to be had. Although you have discovered some of the most incredible ones, the um, the one where it's just straight up like the name of it's like the home address. Uh, no, not a home address. It's a school address mixed in with a phone number, mixed in with a personal email, mixed with all the things that like everyone is espousing is the rule. Like this is the line we don't cross. We do not do this. And to be totally frank. I, I agree with that. Like if I had a conservative uh, teacher who I disagreed with, I don't think it's proper for me with a big account to post uh, the name of the school, the the phone number of the school, all that kind of stuff uh, for a variety of reasons, chiefly amongst them, that the whole school could get harassed because of that. Right. This is like in the case of the furry tweet that you just reported on. It sounds like it, the, the school just gets inundated uh, and they have to stop their regular um, activities that day as a result of it.
0: Right. Right. I mean, it's it's. Listen, she can easily just call the school herself and act as a concerned parent if she wanted to and say, "Uh, I came across this, is this true? But that would be too easy. She wouldn't get the attention. She wouldn't foment exactly what she wants, which it really isn't about any individual. Like, they don't really care about the individual teacher. It's literally about eliminating lgbtq people from the public eye uh yeah. and even further uh, completely eliminating them i mean that's really what this is all about there is nothing so sp- associating
1: them with pedophilia associating them with like dehumanizing them and making them the worst things in society so people will be justified in committing acts of violence towards them or legislating against them or and or worse
0: right right i mean that's exactly the point and you know you think, though, that you would do at least a little bit of legwork, even if you were going to go that route, just to confirm that, you know, what you're getting everyone all riled up about was actually true. I mean, I guess you would assume that because we th- th- that's who we are. But people on the right don't seem to be that. I mean, like I said, not only did Libs of TikTok, uh, Raya, uh, Haya, excuse me, Haya Rychik uh, uh, tweet this. Uh, to, you know, originally get people all riled up. But then after I debunked it, and I did not debunk it in just like a, I called the school and this is what they said, which for a lot of people, that would be legitimate on its own. But I know how the right works. Like, you're not going to get the truth from them. No, I went the step further and I didn't write anything. And I mean, I had that information first, but I was like, this isn't going to be enough. I went further and I said, I need to find where it came from, how this all went down. And I hit the jackpot and found exact not only where it came from, but where it came from and the people who were spreading it partying about spreading it weeks before Libs of TikTok even tweeted it out. Um and you know, excellent troll job from them, I guess. I have no problem with I mean it's not there. I mean that's what they do, right? Trolls are gonna be trolls. It's up to mm-hmm. someone who considers who who needs to consider the reach and influence they have to actually confirm what they're putting out there. Uh, you know, some of, their, some of the, the excuses, I told you about Cassandra uh, McDonald's uh, uh, excuses, but some of the ones I've seen is, oh, so you mean uh, Libs of TikTok was just the messenger and the trolls on that forum were the ones you should actually be going after. It's like the trolls on that forum have an audience of like 100 people max. Libs of TikTok is the one who actually made a story out of this and made it all relevant.
1: And probably got a lot of people in trouble.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Ultimately. Uh, where do you see the Libs of TikTok going? Like, are they just going to be a household name? Is it going to expand into – because, like, I, I – well, okay, you know how you said that they've kind of deleted a lot of their most egregious tweets? I was accused when I first started making that thread on them of not – including the videos themselves and by a lot of people and they were like the reason you didn't do that lance is if you had included the videos they would have been very incriminating but i specifically chose the videos uh that they still had up and i put it into like a youtube video afterwards but i've watched those videos in full there is absolute like there's things that you might not be comfortable with just because it may be beyond your understanding of lgbtq plus issues or maybe something in which like you're just slightly well okay i don't really understand what gender fluid is or gender non-binary or anything like that. Fine. But there's zero evidence in them of anyone uh, trying to solicit sex from children or trying to coerce children into sexual relationships. Zero. And of the ones that she's left up, Two of them, one which is a teacher who basically says that I uh, had to. I came out as trans in between when the COVID lockdown started until now, and now I wanted to come out to my students, so I approached them and I explained to them, I'm trans, this is why you'll use she, her pronouns to me. That was it. That was that whole clip. And that's one of the ones that is still up there. The other one is Pete Buttigieg's husband, who's giving a, a group of students, and at the worst, you could say this is cringe. And if that's all libs at TikTok did was like here's cringy SJWs or cringy libs or cringy trans people, I would be fine. Like I would be like fine. There's those are a dime a dozen. The like you know the SJW compilations. But as Pete Buttigieg's husband, who I am no fan of Pete Buttigieg, not here to defend him, who's just saying to kids, hey, let's do the Pledge of Allegiance, but instead of to the flag of America, it's to the rainbow flag, and that's it. And and they do the Pledge of Allegiance and they do the rainbow flag, and it's like look at him grooming children. And again there's nothing in there about coercing those kids into sexual relationships with him and to leave that up that's one of the ones that's still up there like in some ways I was curious why there haven't been more lawsuits to this point there have there haven't been more people claiming uh you know uh libel or or, or stuff like that
0: right I mean I, I'm again I'm not a lawyer but I do know that yes, America that's, America that's has right. very very you know very you know open laws when it comes to what you can say like it's incredibly hard to get you know to um to take someone and win to court and, you know, try to uh, claim libel or slander. Um, You know, that's why uh, celebrities and such try to get news organizations uh, their lawsuits against like various news outlets or like gossip rags. They try to have it happen in like UK court because over in, uh, you know, Great Britain, it's very easy to sue people for libel and slander because they don't have the same sort of, uh, you know, First Amendment, freedom of the press uh, protections over there. And in other countries as well, um, U.S. is it's very difficult here. So that that might be one reason. Um, I don't know. I think again, not a lawyer. I'm not going to claim that anyone you know has a case. But I would say if I was one of the people who was harassed by libs of TikTok and what they've claimed, and especially if it turned out to not be true. Um, you know, I think you 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 should at least get a lawyer to look into it to see if there is a case there. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't just let it skate by. I also wouldn't go online and say you have a case, but you should talk to someone who would know. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this is uh you know, it's it's not that cut and dry to be honest with what they're doing. Like you said, like there's always been these cringe accounts that that it, you know that that mock people and laugh at them. But there's a, a, a huge difference between just being an asshole and what Libs of TikTok is doing. Um, yeah,
1: doxing or just falsely uh, accusing someone of being a pedophile and then telling people which district they're in. And then again, having the press secretary of Ron DeSantis collude with you openly about, like, you know, where can they be located? Where will we find them? Things like that. Uh, that's, that's infinitely worse. I like – I have no problem if people make SJW cringe compilations. Again, there's there's hundreds of YouTube channels that do that. Hundreds of accounts. I've never once said that they, these people pose an imminent danger to other people by saying, uh, "Look, look at these losers," or "Look at whatever you want to say." Right? That's so different.
0: Right. Yeah. It's 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 you know it's sort of incredible that. Um... I mean, I guess really it isn't. I sometimes just like to use unbelievable and incredible just to – they're so easy to use just to describe how you feel sometimes. But it does, it's not accurate. This is this is who the modern-day uh, conservative is. I mean, they just have no problem lying and, and going after anyone just for their own – um, personal vendetta against uh, a whole group of people. It's about control. And they think this means they're winning. But, I mean, I, I personally think, and I think the uh, the demographics of the country proves it out, is that this is the reason it's so loud right now, and it does, see, it does feel like things are going in reverse when it comes to, like, LGBTQ rights and, you know, social issues around that. It, it feels like it's going in reverse because, you know, when... When something starts to die out, the loudest among them uh, get really rowdy, and I think that's what we're seeing. To be quite honest, they see that they've got a very short lifespan left, and if they, I mean that's why you know they did everything possible to basically force in every horrible judge under the Trump administration. This is their one one of their one last shots to uh, have any sort of political relevance based simply on demographics. I mean, it it's couldn't be more crystal clear in like a few decades how different this country is going to be. And this is their lashing out. This is their lashing out.
1: I hope you're right. Because every day when I read news about the U.S., especially all the bills that get passed through, like I think uh, Missouri was just the the latest one to pass uh, a detransitioning bill, uh, that it, it scares me because he. It seems like it's happening on a scale and uh, uh, with, with veracity and, and they're doing it as quickly as they can um, with the distinct goal of trying to erase trans people from the face of the earth, you know, on a regular basis.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be the states, obviously, each state's, you know, especially those those some of those redder states are going to be more difficult to, uh, you know, uh, they're going to people living there who are LGBTQ or any marginalized group will certainly have a harder time for much longer, unfortunately. But I think overwhelmingly, it's it's not everything's not trending in their favor. Um, you know, it just it just is what it is. I mean, this they're just really angry. They're just really angry about it. Yeah. I mean, I look at us here. We're just like you know we're 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 not angry about it. We're having, and, and uh, I mean it couldn't be any clearer to me that in, when you, when you have them literally redefining words, throwing out fake shit because they can't find that there's anything factual to back up back up their their beliefs. I mean, this is this is how they lash out. This is how they deal with it. They got look. They're literally partying over Elon Musk, um, Elon Musk buying Twitter, as if anything will really fundamentally change them. Maybe they do believe that, which is sad. Really
1: sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could bring back Trump. There's that.
0: Well, Trump already said, and obviously you don't necessarily have to believe Trump. He's like, I
1: don't want to. But he said (laughs) he's
0: not going to tweet. But you know what? I mean, I'm not believing him for the fact that he said it, but if he actually starts using Truth Social and there's some sort of traction on there, even just among Mm -hmm. his own user base, uh, like his own fan base, I should say, I mean, that automatically makes Truth Social worth something. And he's got a lot... Of investment, because Truth Social is, stated, is, is the, the parent company of Truth Social, Trump Media Group, um, uh, Trump Media and Technology Group, excuse me. It is traded on the stock market as part of an, uh, an SPAC, which is basically uh, there's a shell company that was reserving a uh, place on the stock market uh, in the most simplest terms. And what they do, there's a bunch of these different sort of shell companies. And what they do is they find uh, another company that has some sort of, that isn't a shell company, has some sort of like, uh, r- is real in some way that the shell company is not. And they basically merge with that company. And it's basically, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You give me some sort of value, I give you this place on the stock market. And so right. Trump Media Technology Group merged with this company, the shell company. And so they are traded on the stock market. And this makes, you know, the amount of shares that Trump has makes him quite rich if they're worth a lot of money. And so if he starts using Truth Social, which, by the way, the guy owns, it's his own personal social media platform. He sent one post on there in the two plus months that has been out. And he sent it before it was even open to the masses. Uh, I don't know what's taking him so long, but uh, if he actually starts using it, and people have to go there for his communiques. Uh, and it becomes worth something for that very reason. I, I can it's see a real, a real reason for him to just stay exclusively on there. Because him doing yeah. that will make him a lot of money. And at the end of the day, uh, it will be interesting to see this. Trump does care about two things. He l- very much loves fame and he very much loves fortune. The question is, which one does he love more? And that will be the true test, I think. Maybe we don't quite know, but that'll be the test, and I think he'll have to decide. does he love fame, does he love fortune?
1: I mean, if he's about to be the most famous man on the planet again or there's a possibility of that, I don't think it'll matter as much.
0: If he doesn't he, he, if, if he doesn't become president again and all is he, he doesn't all, become president
1: again, yeah he'll
0: and all he has is his raging on social media and he's mm-hmm. posting on truth social and he sees he's not aggravating anyone. I think that might get him get get his get his goat a little bit. I think that might really bother him. He sort of lives for the uh what was it his his phrase? the haters and the losers. He loves haters. it. Yeah. That's where me and Trump have something in common. That's where I that's where I understand Trump's psyche. That's cuz that's me. I live for the haters and losers. I love it. <laughs> I could never I could never I could never go on like a uh, uh, a leftist equivalent of Truth Social. It just would it would bore me just like Truth Social must bore them.
1: So, so why aren't you on Parler and Gab and everything else, or uh, Locals? Why aren't you on Locals?
0: I actually am on Parler and Truth Social. Um, I did gain a little bit of attention. Not not many. It's you know I don't really use it, but like I did three posts and have like over a hundred followers on Truth Social because one of like the Truth Social developers shared one of my. Uh, articles on basically uh, me, my, my like rundown, my review of Truth Social and how like it's pretty much empty and no one uses it. Um, and so, like, there are a few people. I will say this you, you'll see, and it's true, you'll see a lot of right wing influencers like Dan Bongino say, I tweet on Twitter, it gets 200 retweets. I truth on Truth Social and I get 2,000 uh, retruths. And it's true, the larger right wing accounts do actually get more engagement on Truth Social. But that's because they've curated people who, A, already know who those very big right-wing influencers are, and B, because it's for specifically them, mm-hmm. their, their big tweets are basically like, actually their big truths, the equivalent of a tweet, is like the main thing happening on that platform. It's not like they're also competing with like, tweets from justin bieber and bts and you know uh seth rogan and uh, uh lady gaga and and you know cardi b and it, it's it's just for them which means dan bongino is the fucking uh you know is lady gaga. he is the lady gaga of truth social of when truth he social. when he tweets that uh excuse me truths that truth is the big thing on the platform and gets tons of interactions Uh, that's, that's basically why if you're just a regular average conservative on truth social, few, you know, uh, tens, hundreds, maybe a few thousand, uh, followers on truth social, you're not seeing all that much engagement. I've, I've checked myself. You're just, you're just not. Um, and so, you know, it's true if you, if you're already a famous right winger, you're gonna do good on the platform for famous right wingers. Yes, that's true. But if you're just the you the, the the Republican base, you know, truth social is probably gonna not do much for you. And in fact, you won't even have the uh the lefties on there to shitpost in the replies on.
1: I don't know. It sounds like a nightmare. I I, I crave the salt.
0: Yeah, and so uh, you know, I I you know, they, they think they think they bother me when they uh, brigade me. But in fact, you know, I, I would be really bored without it. So, you know, <laughs> I, if it wasn't for them, I probably just wouldn't use Twitter. as much. And the, the most fun thing. I, I love doing this so much because it's it's truly great. Um, they hate being ignored. So, I, I, you know, I, I see some of the replies. Sometimes it's so much I actually don't see all of them. But, you know, you just don't acknowledge them. And it, like, gets them so mad. Because they got, you know, if you got, like, 50 followers, you live for, like, you know, the random lib account with, like, that's following 10,000 people but also has 10,000 followers. You live for that account getting into, like, good faith arguments with you while you're just, like, trolling them along. But, like, just don't respond to them. It makes them so mad. That's my... That's my. Uh, that's the moral of the show. For anyone on Twitter <laughs> who sees a right wing, uh, right wing troll, uh, or anyone trying to have a bad faith argument with you online, the, what's the point? Just, I, I, to, just ignore them. Just ignore them. It well, really I, was, I, was gonna say, them. I
1: think. I think healthier advice uh, for me, anyways, don't hit the show more replies button. <laughs> hmm. my, like eight times out of ten, it's never good. I'm. I'm always. It's that weird kind of like do i dare? do i and then every time I clear, I'm like oh god why did i have to- i don't know that's just oh, that's so mean all right i'm good no no f-
0: no for me like it's for me it's like in dragon ball where like they're looking at like my my oh god i'm i it's been so long i'm gonna get some of the references wrong but like they're they're like looking at my like super saiyan levels and i click the more replies button and all of a sudden i'm over nine thousand. that's it that <laughs> just that up, just people. gets me over the edge there <laughs> Oh man, this was a lot of fun, uh, Lance. This is I think I think this is the first time where uh on my show, uh you know, I've thrown some questions at you, but I think it's the first time on my show that someone has thrown at least the same amount of questions back. It's like we were interviewing each other. More like a more like a real discussion. It was quite great. It was quite great. <laughs>
1: I'm uh I uh you're very you're very easy and fun to talk to, Matt. I'll I'll, I'll say that. But also I guess I'm just kinda I I'm kind of Used to having a normal discussion because you go on some people's shows and I feel like they've got 20 questions ready for you, but that's it. And It's like after they've asked the first question, you respond, they move on to the next one, right? And then it's just like, well, we're not really having a dialogue here. You're you're basically just we're doing a dialogue tree. I'm basically like your NPC for the day, and then I'm gonna answer it. But no, I, I agree. I appreciate all your work too on, on your sleuthing because every now and then I'll I'll see like a reply to or I'll like I'll usually find one of the things you've done because Glenn Greenwald is big mad. About about it that's usually usually what i see
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's weird because listen i was i was i wasn't a glenn greenwald defender but i was someone who did have uh great respect for the work he did and i was able to and i think there is a you know you can certainly still think that the nsa stuff and his work in brazil and the stuff he did was was uh, legit And you know, I
1: was somewhat, and I still do. I I won't take that away. There's no, it's it's the shittiest thing. I feel like I have to preface with that. Every time I speak to someone else on the left about Glenn Greenwald, just like – and I just want to be clear that obviously everything that he did with the Operation Car Wash, the Silva, all that is incredible. It's, it's amazing work. But ultimately, we, we have to acknowledge that he is no longer uh, pushing for the values of the left and instead has gone uh, on some very weird right-wing tangent. But like, yeah. that's Right.
0: But see, that's the it, thing. That's the difference though. Like we're able to, to – like that that gives us legitimacy. Uh, maybe that doesn't mean anything to the people on the right anymore. But you know what? It means something to me, honestly like i sleep very well at night and i i know my kids uh you know will you know if they even understand what i do for a living one day uh they'll be quite proud of my work because you know it is something that i i i think it's important i can criticize glenn greenwald think he is uh turned into a a uh, honestly a mockery of his former self during that period of time where he did that great reporting on nsa and uh, his work in Brazil, and you know, I and I can acknowledge that while still criticizing the shit out of him. And mm-hmm. you know, you think someone who wanted to, who who cared about legitimacy, would be able to do the same? They would see that, um, you know, this libs of TikTok account, for example, is greatly influential and it is certainly newsworthy. Who is running it, while still doing other things to show what a good you know, uh, Tucker Carlson sycophant you are, Um, but, you know, apparently he can't even acknowledge something so basic as that, to the point where he goes against his own previous words about anonymous accounts, and how important it is to know uh, influential people who are trying to hide behind anonymity, Um, you know, but... What can you do? I I sleep well at night. Maybe other people don't, or maybe they do. It really doesn't bother me. I'm, again, like I said, I live for it. I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the Ric Flair strut all around the house every day. When
1: I <laughs> <laughs> woo and, and the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for having me on, Matt. That was an absolute pleasure.
0: No, no, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we should we should we should do something more often. I think I've been on your. This is your first time coming on here, which I apologize. And uh, I'm not, this is don't worry. This is maybe the the uh, second or maybe third time you've had the me on third, there.
1: It's yeah. This is the third time now. Right. So it's it's let's let's do uh, one of those crypto things. I got a lot to talk about in the crypto oh, world. Yeah, I do a lot. I mean,
0: listen, I I you know every now and then I'm like every time I see a story that like. Not only, you know, every day is, I I tweeted earlier today, every day is a gift for the scam economy, which is the name of my crypto show. But even more so, it feels like there's even an uptick in, like, the combination of my worlds. Like, there's my following right-wing reactionaries and far-right movements world on Doomed. There is my crypto industry calling out Web3 NFT scams on Scam Economy, but like every day, they get closer and closer, and then you just over- get, and then you just get a story like today with uh, Madison Cawthorn, where <laughs> uh, he's a
1: uh, Joe Biden coin. <laughs> he,
0: he's uh, yeah, he's been implicated possibly in uh, some insider trading when it came to a Let's Go Brandon token. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just,
1: I mean, he's okay. had a bad week.
0: He's had a bad week. I've had a great week. Uh let's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, true. Yep. Uh Lance, well, how, uh, how, where can people how, find you? How does this close? Where, okay, I was like, I don't know what your you procedure online. is. You got you to lead the show. Uh, everyone who want to check me out, go to youtube.com slash the surfstv, youtube.com slash the surf times. Uh, we have our own streaming website at the uh where you can also see all the links to everything else. Easiest way to find it, the Super easy. And, and vice versa me.
0: There you go. Oh, yeah. Let me do it for your followers. At Matt Binder on Twitter. Uh, YouTube.com slash Matt Binder. Please subscribe. Please. Also, uh, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Matt Binder. Just do that right now. It takes two seconds. Uh, and if you want to listen to the podcast versions of uh, either show, Doomed, or both are live streamed, Doomed and Scam Economy, but also I release audio-only versions, Doomedcast.com for all the Apple Podcasts, Spotify links for Doomed, ScamEconomy.com for all the... Podcast links for Scam Economy. Pretty, pretty simple and straightforward, right there.
1: Awesome stuff. Uh, thanks right. so much for having me on. I'll talk to you soon.
0: All right. Take care. Have a great night, Lance. All right, folks. If you're watching my stream, we're not done. We are now going to the second half of the show, while I will open up to phone calls, um, Skype. You'll be able to Skype into this show. I already, I already dropped all the stuff when I was talking to Lance's audience. Over at the Surfs, so I'll do one more shout out for the patrons, patreoncom slash Bender. I always feel like it's unless you ask previously. I, I personally kind of find it to be bad form if you just randomly drop a Patreon. So I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Uh, but patreoncom slash Matt Um, to. Support the show monetarily at Patreon.com/slash Matt Binder. I just said that twice. That was weird. Uh, let me thank the patrons who just uh, joined the show. Unfortunately, we've we've lost a few recently because of financial issues, and I totally understand. Please, if you cannot afford to do so, there's so many ways you can support the show without spending a dime. In fact, the best way, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, uh, if you, you know, totally get, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, but not a subscriber to me. Amazon Prime, people need to use it sometimes, for necessities and stuff. I totally get it. But, you get a free Twitch Prime subscription. Basically, every month, Twitch gives you a free paid subscription, meaning, doesn't cost you anything, but Twitch pays the streamer you subscribe to something. It's like, it's and remember, Amazon owns Twitch. So it's literally like your Robin Hood. You take from Jeff Bezos and you give to the poor, i.e., me. Just connect your Amazon Prime account with your Twitch account, and then you'll be able to give me a Twitch Prime subscription. They make you resubscribe manually, because I guess they thought an automated resubscribe would be giving away free money, and they hope that you'll forget. Bezos hopes you'll forget to renew your subscription manually to me every month. Don't give in to what Bezos wants. Remember to go to twitch.tv slash every month and resubscribe with your Twitch Prime subscription if you have one via Amazon Prime. Also... If you're in the live stream, you can drop a super chat. I will be reading all the super chats live on the show. Super easy to leave one. It's a one-time, one-off way of giving me like, you know, two bucks, five bucks. Some people even give a ton more. 25, 50, I think people give giving me. You can literally, I think i think the minimum is like a dollar. Please, whatever you can if you want to give a one-off and can't subscribe. Best way still is patreon.com slash Binder. But if you don't want to be tied to that monthly subscription, and if you are a patron, you should be doing the Twitch thing. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you would like give me double money for the cost of just the patron subscription. Um, but there's all the ways you can do it. Also, just today, this is huge, actually. Just today, YouTube unveiled a new monetization method called Super Thanks. What is a Super Thanks? You can now leave the equivalent of a super chat on any YouTube video that is a partner, YouTube partner, like it's a monetized video, that has enabled Super Thanks. It is, I can't remember if I just said this, but it is the equivalent of a super chat, but for non-live videos or even live stream replays. So if you're watching this as a replay, meaning you're watching this episode and it's not live, you're watching the replay that's on YouTube just like an uploaded video. You can drop a super thanks. It is a one-off donation that highlights your con- your 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 reply, but instead of in the live chat because again, it's not live, it will highlight your comment in the same way it highlights the super chat live chat. That's it's I'm super happy YouTube has rolled this out. I have enabled super thanks. You can literally go to any of my YouTube videos and drop a one-off donation for any video you enjoy and want to leave a highlighted comment on and throw me a one-off, you know, dollar, $5, whatever it is. Super popped, super, super pumped, super pumped and popped about it. I'm just exploding with joy. All right, folks, let's go to the second half of the show. Ooh, I just got an email from uh, I just got an email from Tim Pool's uh, producer. Ooh, this will be fun. We're going to do this. Um, let's let's make this happen. <laughs> uh, oh wait, let me thank the patrons. I almost forgot. When was the last episode? All right, not too many patrons over the past couple of days, but uh, let me thank them. Uh, Nathan G. Sharky Xmas, Charles Z, Ben S, John H, and Matt S. Thank you so much for being patrons and joining uh the Patreon. Really, patreon.com/slash Matt Binder. Skype will be opened. It's doomed live. You'll be you could call in there. I'll take any call. If you're a right winger, left winger, dirty centrist, whatever you want to talk about. Um but you can do it. I don't. I don't. No. Just call them in. It'll be fun. All right, folks. Let's do it right now. If you're a live stream viewer, if you're watching live, if you are a patron, you'll be joining me. If you are just catching the, live the uh the excuse me the podcast replay, this is where I say to you: See you all next time. On Doom.